This is Album Worms. It's like a book club, but for albums. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And on this episode, we will be discussing some of our favorite soundtracks. Let's get started. Welcome to Album Worms. Welcome to another episode of Album Worms. Please take a moment and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us on Instagram. Well, Chris, I I missed you on our our last podcast because of some of our tech issues, but I did one without you. But it's good to have you back and talk about something a little bit different today. Yeah, definitely. This is kind of different, and I think it'll be fun. Yeah, so we are... Changing it up a bit, we are trying out a new recording situation, so we thought we'd just try something different and have a little conversation, just Chris and I, but we'll be getting back to our normal reviewing one album from start to finish quite soon here, but I think this will be fun. So on this episode, we're going to be just talking about some of our favorite soundtracks. Why do you have so many soundtracks? Oh, well, uh, I kind of look at it like it's your favorite directors making a mixtape just for you. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, That's from Parks and Rec, for those that don't understand that reference. Well, I think we should just kind of jump into a fun little conversation here. Chris had this great idea of maybe we should talk about some of our favorite soundtracks. And I love that idea. And that's what we're doing. So I don't think we need to have any super structure to this, Chris. Maybe we can just talk about some of our favorite soundtracks that we think of. I mean, when you first mentioned this to me, so many soundtracks came to mind and we'll maybe touch on some of our honorable mentions, but do you want to kick us off with maybe one of your favorites? Sure. So one of my not only favorite soundtracks, favorite movies of all time would have to be Almost Famous. Let us be lovers when marry our fortunes together. Okay, yep, can't argue with you there. It's one of those movies that you watch and you hear the music in the background and it's just kind of just fits it perfectly. And I'm sure, you know, for those that haven't seen the movie, just a quick recap real quick. It's just about a, based on a true story of a kid that's trying to get into writing reviews, music reviews and stuff. And uh, he follows this band around the country and it's just kind of, what happens during his time with this band. And, you know, it's one of those albums that I listen to, and it's kind of, you know, it's got a who's who of music from The Who, The Stooges, Black Sabbath, The Beach Boys. I mean, there's just tons of music in this soundtrack that stand alone. Obviously, you know, musicians, those bands are probably some of the most well-known bands in rock. But, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, every time I hear Paranoid by Black Sabbath, I think of Almost Famous. You know, it's it's kind of one of those yeah. soundtracks that you've, you just know, if you're, you know, a big music person. And, yep. and the movie's just, it's, 
perfect. It's a perfect movie. The acting is amazing. And obviously, you know, it's a movie about music. So naturally, it's something I just love. Yeah, I love that movie. That's Cameron Crowe, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cameron Crowe. So that's, it's loosely based off of his life story, which is also mind-blowing. He was like a Rolling Stone writer at the age of, what was it, like 16 or something like that? Something like that, real young. But I think the, if I remember correctly, the real life band that he followed was the Allman Brothers. I think so. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was the Allman Brothers. So in the movie, it's a fictional band, but there are like instances where he like runs into like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Which is Led Zeppelin on the soundtrack? You know, uh, I don't believe so. It's got, Mm. let's see, the whole discography is, you've got Simon and Garfunkel, The Who, The Stooges, Black Sabbath, Jethro Tull, Yes, Beach Boys, Joni Mitchell's on it. And then, actually, there is a song made by that fictional band called uh, Stillwater, and the song's called Fever Dog. And they actually Led all... by Jason Lee. Yeah, so cool. And they actually recorded that and sang on it, which was cool. That is awesome. Yeah, Rod Stewart. I mean, it's... Yes, Almond Brothers Band is on here. Right. Yeah, I thought they were. Leonard Skinner, Neil Young, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, it's one of those albums that you can just play, and it's so enjoyable, because most of the bands on here you know, you've heard of. Jimi Hendrix is on there. Stevie Wonder. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I always think of that movie. And as weird as this is, because it's such a short scene, but this is the scene I always think of, is Zoe Deschanel's character. She plays the sister. And yeah. she like goes off and she leaves. And she says to her brother go look under my bed. It'll change your life or it'll blow your mind or something like yeah. that. I think she says it'll change your life. And I still, I always think of that as like, I would have loved to just discover this oh, yeah. loot of vinyl music as a kid. That would have been epic. Oh yeah. It, it's one of those moments in that movie where, you know, it opens his eyes to his whole future. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's it's cool because, you know, both you and I played music, you know, at a young age and really got to experience a lot of fun things through music, too. So I can relate to how exciting, you know, stuff like that is. It's kind of one of those open your eyes, you know, moments to a whole world of enjoyment. Yeah, I aspire to do that for other people to it's like, here, come look at this music that I've curated for you, yeah. and it will change your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still am constantly going through new stuff and trying to find new things, and it's one of those cool moments when you find a new band or whatever, and it's all you want to listen to, and you enjoy it so much, you know? It, it's I still feel like a little kid when I find a new band that I enjoy, and and this re- and this soundtrack kind of for me is one of those if i want to listen to some classic 
rock, I put this soundtrack on and I can pretty much listen to every single song on there without changing it. Yeah, that's a solid choice, which to me, I I feel if I was going to compare that soundtrack to another soundtrack, I would compare it to maybe which completely different movie, but Forrest Gump. Like just right off of like all the classic hits and you could easily just get that as almost like a mixtape of classic rock is Forrest Gump right there. Oh, hundred percent. That's this, uh, you know, kind of one of the same things. Like you said, it's just the music. It kind of fits the time of the period of the movie, but you know, it's something I can listen to and just enjoy all the different songs that are on there, you know, cause they're so good. Yep. How about you? What's, uh, what's your, one of your picks? So I thought about this a little bit differently and I picked out a few of my favorite soundtracks that are completely different from the other. So the first one I had to go with was an orchestral soundtrack. And this is a little bit different because it's for a show, not a movie, and that is The Mandalorian. Nice. When this came out, on Disney Plus, it took me maybe a second. Like the the first episode, the music was a little bit different than any other Star Wars film. But then I just fell in love with that soundtrack. And what was really cool about the first season is they released a full soundtrack for every single episode. Wow. As you probably know, Chris, but... The composer of the music was Ludwig Gorison, and we actually talked about him previously on one of our other episodes, the Childish Gambino episode, because he produced that album and wrote some of the songs on there. Okay. And he also did the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, nice. Which was amazing as well. So, but to think about the Mandalorian soundtrack... And the expectations of going up against John Williams. And the one of maybe the most significant soundtracks in a movie, or one of the most recognizable soundtracks, hands down, has to be Star Wars, right? Yes. Oh, easily. So think about it like you're going in to make the first Star Wars TV live action TV show and John Williams is the person that created this amazing soundtrack for the original series, the prequel series, the new, whatever you call the new series, (laughs) the sequel trilogy, sequel, the pressure. And then he just crushed it. And Favreau, the director or the kind of the showrunner, I guess he didn't direct in the first season, but he wrote and kind of was the producer of putting it all together. The Mandalorian had a conversation with him of wanting to pay respect to the original star Wars. Also 
to the original themes of like kind of Western and samurai films, which was the original kind of inspiration for Star Wars, but then to also make it fresh and new. And I don't know how Gorison did it, but he had this weird idea to get all these different sizes of just your everyday recorder, the thing that you would play as a kid. He got like these huge bass recorders, different size recorders. And that is what that main theme is when he like walks through the door. That's cool. Yeah. And then he just did this amazing, just such amazing work with it. The second season is great too. I have this as my ringtone on my phone. So every time someone calls me, I can listen to it. It's, it's a, it's a headbanger too. I, I saw this like uh gif on line where it was like a metal show of all these kids headbanging and, <laughs> but someone dubbed over the Mandalorian theme. I'm like, it fits. It's a headbanger. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing it. I'll have to refine that and send it to you, Chris. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, soundtracks do you thinking of, Chris? I uh, was kind of obsessed, uh, let's mildly putting it, with a movie that came out in 2019 called 1917. know if you ever got around to seeing it or not i didn't see that one unfortunately not only was it one of the most beautiful beautifully filmed movies i've ever seen the soundtrack kind of for me helped push the movie and helped drive the movie so not only was it visually pleasing it was audibly pleasing you know and and it 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 was composed by Thomas Newman, which, if you don't know who he is, he has done movies such as Finding Nemo, uh, Road to Perdition, Jarhead, The Good German. Talk about a contrast the, on there, it's Finding Nemo to Jarhead. Yeah, the Adjustment <laughs> Bureau. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall. The James Bond flick? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Finding Dory he did, he did Spectre, he did uh, one of my favorite movies that came out in 2019 called The Highwaymen, so, you know, he's been around the block, like, he, he knows what he's doing, right, and and why I liked, you know, his compositions were just because it flowed so well with the movie, and I even find, if I put that soundtrack on, you know, a lot of it's orchestral parts, so, you know, it's it's good stuff to just kind of mellow out to. If I'm writing something, I'll put it on. But I find myself listening to the soundtrack and kind of remembering what parts of the movie or when the songs are going through. And I kind of, I like doing that with soundtracks. You know, it kind of puts me back into the movie, thinking about certain parts of movies. And So, one of the songs on the album that I really enjoyed was... The Wayfaring Stranger, and it's at the end of the movie, and I don't want to, 
you know, spoil the movie for anybody, but it is a ballad of this soldier. It's kind of in this group of guys before they go off to battle, and it's all a cappella, but it's just very haunting and, and beautiful. And every time I listen to that song, I just get chills. And it's just kind of, you know, the icing on the cake for the whole movie because it's just such a vis- visually intense, stimulating, you know, movie. And the songs just kind of help push push the, the movie along. And, and that's kind of my really random, obscure soundtrack that I've been really into lately. So that's kind of my second pick. Nice. Yeah, it's it's like I said, you know, when you see the kind of composer, the stuff he's done before, you're hoping it's like, oh, okay, and and he did not disappoint with this movie. Yeah, it's interesting just how certain soundtracks can kind of just stick with you. Yeah, and and, and it's kind of weird for me. I'm not a huge like orchestral person or you know big score movie scores. Right. But this one, just for some reason, I've just been so in love with it that's awesome yeah what do you got for your second one like i kind of mentioned i picked just different not necessarily like my top three or like an order or anything but just mm-hmm. some of my favorites and so my next one is once So this soundtrack is just completely different in the sense that it plays like a full album from like start to finish. This is basically a full album. And some of the songs actually were on albums. So Glenn Hansard is one of the primary songwriters on this. And then Margarita Ergolova, I hope I pronounced her right. Uh, Both of them star in the movie. But then they also played in a band together called The Swell Season. And then before The Swell Season even, Glenn was in a band called The Frames. And Falling Slowly was on one of The Frames albums. And then it was also on this soundtrack. And then it was also on a Swell Season soundtrack. This song just put Glenn on the map for sure. And the movie and... The, and the, obviously the movie made hit their career blow up. It was just an indie flick, really. It premiered at Sundance in uh, 2007. I think it came out, the movie came out in January. The soundtrack was released on May 22nd, 2007. The song won Best Song of the Year. Mm-hmm. So they won an Academy or an Oscar for this and the 80th Academy Awards. And yeah, man, it's it's a great soundtrack. Just and it's a great little indie flick about a uh, Irish singer songwriter, and he meets this uh, lady, and they they cr- create a record together, and that's basically the the soundtrack is the songs that they create within the movie, and. They even went on to make this a musical, which is probably the only musical I've seen that I actually enjoyed. 
<laughs> because it was basically just like an Irish folk concert nice. with some acting in between. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, that I think it's just completely different when you're talking about when you're thinking about soundtracks. There's I can't say there's too many like this, you know? There might be a few, but this I think of these types of soundtracks, I think this is probably the best. That's cool. Yeah, I I I remember watching that movie too because it was one of those like I remember it coming out and 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 like oh I want to see this and, and just like you said it's kind of one of those enjoyable movies and and I enjoyed them creating the songs and then that ends up what's on the soundtrack. It's the only thing they've ever acted in, and, and well, like Glenn's not an actor; yeah. he didn't pursue it, which is also kind of fascinating to me that they get kind of get this big hit of a movie out of nowhere like they could have had probably huge acting careers and chose not to pursue it yeah i mean the budget for the movie i was reading is that was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it ended up breaking in 23 point something million dollars in the box office yeah unreal (laughs) just one of those movies that just would not stop yeah, and I think it kind of put that style of music on the map, you know, like not a lot of people here are into Irish singers and I think that was kind of maybe what put that kind of folky music kind of in the forefront of people's minds, you know, cuz I I think that was kind of one of those to me it almost felt like an indie film. You know. Yeah, and, it totally was. Yeah. And that's that's cool. You know, I, I really enjoy indie films because it seems like most indie films really want, you know, a good soundtrack or good song. And it kind of helps, yeah. you know, people get known. Because usually indie, indie films have indie artists and stuff. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, so, and sometimes those songs by the indie artists, maybe they're well-known beforehand or after or whatever it might be. But very rarely, I feel, does a soundtrack have multiple big hits that if it was just released as an album by itself would have probably hit the charts and done really well. So Falling Slowly obviously was the big hit that I think probably helped make the film Mm -hmm. as well as When Your Mind's Made Up was also, I think, a pretty big hit and did pretty well. When your your movie is based around some songs that have power, so it's almost like what what came first or what made this popular or is the fact that they, they came as a package was like, these are amazing songs and this amazing kind of indie story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them paired together, made the perfect storm and really projected a... Uh, glenn's uh music career for sure yeah that that's that was a great one man i'm surprised that didn't even cross my mind so the last one that i kind of picked it's along the lines of the first one i picked the movie sandlot nice i did it because i grew up with that movie and just something about 
the soundtrack in the movie just i don't know it, it worked like you've got you know the drifters they they do there goes my baby i think most people know that song the champs tequila that's another song that i feel like most people kind of know about but you know once again when you curate a soundtrack you know i think they did a really good job of picking songs that fit baseball you know like we all hear these songs at the ballpark usually maybe not but you know it's it maybe not all of them but you know it's kind of one of those things where you hear the songs through through that throughout the movie and it kind of just it fits i can sit there and listen to the music while i'm watching the movie and kind of sing the songs i think for a soundtrack to be good it has to they have to fit the movie right I kind of think it did that with just some great music and a great movie. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I am looking forward to, we haven't watched it with our boys yet, but I'm looking forward to eventually watching it with our boys and probably revisiting the soundtrack at that time. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those fun soundtracks. I mean, it's... 60s soul 60s rock you know i think some most of that's pretty timeless it, it sure is man it's hard to it's hard to go wrong with that yeah but before we get into my last one one with that do you want to maybe do some rapid fire some honorable mentions some of the movies that we're not gonna have time to or maybe we'll do uh podcast later on a second edition of this to talk uh, more but what other soundtracks maybe honorable mention soundtracks come to mind to you i kind of was kind of thinking oh you know i could come up with tons of them right yeah and it's kind of one of those hard things you know i'm i guess maybe i'm just a fan of old music but one of my other uh, favorites is a uh, full metal jacket. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those same thing with the trashman surfing bird. Everybody knows about the bird. I think, I think that's kind of a song that is great. And that's a soundtrack that I enjoy. And it was more, you know, nostalgic for me. I kind of went that route with totally. soundtracks. Yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of what I kind of went with. As corny as it sounds, like some of the songs from Little Mermaid, <laughs> like Under the Sea. I mean, who doesn't oh, like that song, you know? Dude, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian. Come on. <laughs> you know? So. That, that was, I would not have expected that from you, Chris. That, that's. Uh, oh, hey. Um, that was on there. You know, I mean, Disney does a great job with soundtracks. Oh, yeah, man. You know, it, we watched at the, the barbershop the other day. We watched the live action Aladdin. Oh, and yeah. And we all kept saying, man, this just isn't. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, this just isn't as good as the original, you know, but Aladdin has a great soundtrack. I, I think the issue with the live action one is that they made it a musical. I think they should just kept it live action it, it just like was too like cheesy 
it just like took you out of it when they just stopped and basically like performed yeah. a music video in the middle of a movie. Yeah, I agree. It just ruined the store, like the flow of the movie. Yeah, I agree. But the original but Aladdin for how much Will Smith got flack for his being a genie i thought he actually did a good job i think he made the movie if he wasn't in the movie it would yeah. have been a horrible movie no i i mean i liked the aladdin guy yeah i thought he was good and but i mean uh he's actually rumored to play ezra bridger which i'd be stoked to see oh, that'd be cool yeah you know like but aladdin that soundtrack's amazing lion king amazing soundtrack yeah i mean gosh yeah for sure disney really does good stuff with their their sound Disney does everything yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So w- what about you? Oh man. So when you mentioned this to me, I had a hard time narrowing it down. So that's why I kind of broke it up into like kind of different categories, mm-hmm. but like a clip, some of the close picks after this would have been Juno. That's a good one. Garden state. Also Nick good. and Nora's infinite playlist. Oh yeah. Wayne's world. I always think of, of them in the car singing Bohemian Rhapsody. So good. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, that's fantastic. Obviously, I mentioned Forrest Gump, but that's a great one. Orchestrally, I think Ocean's Eleven. I thought that one's kind of nostalgic for me. I love that uh, soundtrack. I thought uh, Trent Reznor did an amazing job with the social network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. So I don't know if you count this as a soundtrack or not, but if you do, then this might have been in my list. But the show Flight of the Concords, like I love the music. I, mean, I don't know if you count that as a soundtrack or its own thing, but I think you could. Don't they have the music that you can listen to? All the songs yeah, they, they do. They write. came out with a couple albums. Yeah. So, but I mean, um, I'll give so it to you. if you count that, I mean, I'll count that. Why not? That's gotta be that. I love Flight of the Concords. Yeah. It's one of my favorite oh, shows. Great. But and then with that, like Brit from Flight of the Concords, Brit, uh, <laughs> uh, he did the music for the Muppets, which was an amazing soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I think he won a uh, Oscar for that oh, that's too. Cool. So he did an amazing job with that. And it's totally, when you listen to it, you can totally hear flight of the Concords and that. But so the other two that uh, I'll mention, and then I'll kind of lead into my, my last pick. So when I think of this as also directors that just come up with amazing soundtracks. So I think James Gunn does an amazing job what he did with guardians of the galaxy and picking out the music for those. I'm excited to see what he does for suicide squad, but I think he does a great job every single time with his soundtracks. And then probably one of the most well-known directors that just always does an amazing soundtrack is Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah. And I mean, across all of his films, Right. But for whatever reason, The Departed really kind of stands out to me. I know he's had so many, it's hard to pick. But for whatever reason, The Departed soundtrack always stood out to me. The Irishman's a good one, too. If you can sit through three and a half hours of it. (laughs) But so I'll lead that into. So I think the director that does the best quintessential 
what I think what a soundtrack should comprise is Wes Anderson. Oh yeah. He has just like perfected and he has a long time music supervisor, Randall poster that does the music with them. And part of the reason they do this, their soundtracks are so amazing is they think of the music while they're developing the story. So it's always kind of influencing um, what they're putting together. But I think it was pitchfork or one of those websites that kind of said they called it a crate digging soundtrack. In other words, it's just like he just finds these gems in a, in a vinyl soundtracks, like in a, from a garage sale or at a flea market or whatever. And then he puts them in his movies because he picks these amazing songs from sometimes well-known artists. Sometimes they're completely maybe one hit wonders and it fits and it just sounds so good in the movie. So the la- the one that I think I'll highlight is Rushmore. Because that, I think, so Bottle Rocket came before that. But Rushmore, I feel like, is his really, this is perfect soundtrack mix with the movie. The movie came out in December 11th, 1998. And then the soundtrack was released on February 2nd of 1999. And featured artists. Um, So the whole movie concept was it a feature artist around the British invasion. So it was the kinks, the who cat Stevens, John Lennon and the faces, which do you know who the lead singer of the faces is? Uh, uh-uh, no Rod Stewart. No, oh, that's awesome. If a feature is some pretty well-known artists, right. But also had just these kind of deep tracks whimsical teep tracks that just like match their movie uh perfectly because the creation which i had never heard of before i knew this movie making time was the song that they had which comprised i think maybe one of the best montages in film history in this movie mm-hmm. yeah God. and then he had instrumental parts as well as orchestral instrumental whatever i don't know how you i don't think it's very orchestral i think they're more instrumental but mark mothersburg did those and he did most of wes anderson's early work oh yeah so i think from like life aquatic which is backwards might be one of my favorite movies. also another amazing but, one yeah i didn't know this until I looked it up, but Mark Mothersburg is a member of Devo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, unreal, right? Um, so he like the those instrumental parts I love just as much as the songs on this record uh from well known artists or the British invasion artists that we talked about. Yeah, man, this this is Wes Anderson. I love the visuals that he has in his movies. The music fits the visuals yeah, exactly. perfectly. I th- yep. 
Couldn't agree more. His movies, just like in general, are just they're uh, like all of his characters are kind of deadpan, and it's like very subtle humor, which I love. Oh yeah, it's. Um, it's I think it goes over a lot of people's head, but if you're really paying attention, it's awkward uh, moments. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> They got Bill Murray in this movie to work for like cost, which is unreal as well. That he loved the script that much that he just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for nothing, basically. <laughs> That's cool. And then Bill Murray was pretty much in every Wes Anderson film since. Yeah. Originally, they apparently they were going to do the Kinks like for almost a whole soundtrack, but then as they were going through it, they just found these other better songs and worked through it and i think they brought the kinks into darhelion limited uh because that was really they wanted the kinks i guess there's like some combative relationship within the kinks and they wanted that to kind of represent the brotherly kind of dysfunction and darhelion limited um so they really think this stuff through and just like you said with sandlot or almost famous those are some great classic rock soundtracks some of the songs are well known some of them maybe a little bit less known but Wes Anderson I feel like gets a notch up on even some of those soundtracks in my personal opinion because they're all perfect and you feel like you have lived with these songs forever, but they're all pretty so obscure mm-hmm. to the normal audience when you first hear it. Cat Stevens version of Here Comes My Baby in this, I don't think it was a very well-known version of that song before this movie came out. And now it's just, that might be the most popular version of that song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I it's I know that song. From the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just unreal. I love it. Um, one of the reasons why I love Wes Anderson so much. I know, I feel like Wes Anderson's a little bit polarizing for people, but I'm definitely on the side of just absolutely loving it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen a movie that he's put out that I have been disappointed with. He has a new one that I'm really looking forward yeah. to. It was supposed to come out last year, yeah. so hopefully we'll get it lit later this year. Yeah, I, I hope so. I was looking forward to it. It was like one of the movies I was looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I... Did I mention in my... I, I thought of another few other soundtracks that I didn't mention in the honorable mention. Did I mention Goodwill Hunting? No. But that's Goodwill Hunting with like all one. the Elliot Smith song. Basically, put Elliot Smith on the map was that movie. Yeah. Five Hundred Days of Summer also was an amazing, and then yeah. also uh, Tron. Tron, great. Uh, another one that I liked was La La Land. Okay, uh, with the jazz music and kind of brings me back to different parts of the movie. Wow, man! Well, this has been fun. Yeah, I think. Uh... Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. We probably could have picked like a soundtrack like Rushmore and listened to it from start to finish or any of the soundtracks we talk about. But it was kind of fun to do kind of a mashup and talk about a bunch in in one episode. Yeah, I think it was kind of a cool little thing to just kind of break up and make us think of something a little different. You know, we kind of 
have done nothing but just one artist and one album. You know, it's kind of nice yeah. to think of other soundtracks that kind of have a bunch of different stuff in it. I'm glad we did this because it was just kind of something I was thinking about. And it sounded like something yeah. that would be fun to do. Sure was. Yeah. Thanks for coming up with the idea and having this time to talk with you about music. It's always fun. Yeah. Really enjoyed kind of going and doing something completely different. Absolutely. Always love it. This is definitely, I wouldn't have thought of this. So yeah, I appreciate you and always appreciate having someone to talk music with. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was fun kind of going down memory lane on some of these yeah. soundtracks. As you, like you mentioned, they are kind of nostalgic and the songs you associate with them. So definitely yeah. was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, please uh, take a moment uh follow us on your favorite podcasting platform follow us on instagram at albumworms send us a message if we miss something or you want to talk about a soundtrack or anything else like that we just love talking about music so you can find us there and then until next time i'm sean and i'm chris and we're albumworms worms.